In this episode of Honest, Hardworking, True, we talk about how to make people look and sound awesome, finding the fun stuff in the details, and the importance of having a content calendar. And we're going to be talking to the guys behind the creative digital magazine Common State, Joe Salvatore and Nick Pipitone. Recorded at Keystone Click, this is Honest, Hardworking, True. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting edition of Honest, Hardworking, True. We're back at Keystone Click, which has revamped their podcast room with a room-sized rug. Mike, what do you think of the rug? The rug is amazing. You didn't do it justice. I didn't do it justice. It fits the room and the poles that are adjacent. Almost full bleed rug, actually. Let's get to to who's in the studio with us today. We have the fellows from Common State. Uh, We have CEO of Common State, Joseph Salvatore. And editor-in-chief, Nicholas Pipitone. Now, guys, I don't do a lot of research on our uh, guests. Uh, I like to go in fresh. Um, but tell me, are you familiar with the Milwaukee advertising scene? Barely. Barely? Barely. <laughs> I mean, surely you must have made your way in somehow. Yeah, I've been working in the advertising business in Milwaukee since 1994, maybe? I went from bartending to advertising seven years ago. What a great success story. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked at every age. I mean, I feel like I've worked at every agency in Milwaukee. Much like a lot of other people here. Uh, But now we're not here to talk about your illustrious advertising careers. We're going to talk about your new project. Although our advertising careers have informed where we are today. Oh, we'll get into that. Okay, Okay, sure. (laughs) But uh, this has been an exciting year so far for you guys. You guys just launched a new venture called Common State. So let's talk about that. How did this uh, idea and site all kind of come together? The site was kind of like born out of our experiences working on the tourism business. But uh, you're, when you're doing tourism advertising, you realize that what makes places worth visiting aren't the things you can do and see. It's the people that make those things awesome. Sure. You know, so it's like everyone's got an art museum. Everybody's got cool restaurants. Mm. But who are the creative people? Who are the interesting people who are making that um, engine go? And it kind of started there. It's like, let's talk. And and when we're working on tourism business, we would go out, we'd meet these people and the people in, you know, Maine and Reno and Florida and, you know, all these different places we were going to. And you, and you realize they're the face of the city. Sure. The creative people in Milwaukee, you know, we're Milwaukee-centric right now because that's where we are. And we hope to expand that, obviously. That's why it's called Common State and not Milwaukee something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spirit of the place, that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah, if you would think about different Milwaukee publications, online publications, you've got your on Milwaukee, you've got your Milwaukee record. Common State is basically, who are these folks who come up with these great ideas? We're not necessarily commentating. We Mm -hmm. are highlighting the individuals. Is there any other differentiators between these uh, popular online Milwaukee sites that you would throw into the mix? Well, we're not Mm event-driven. It's also, the other thing we learned, I think, from working in tourism advertising is broad brushstroke kind of writing and reporting is boring. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing articles about cool restaurants doesn't really have – it isn't interesting to me at all. You know, doing an article about a dish at La Morenda that you have to have is way more interesting to me. What the granular things. You know, I think there are people out there who are doing a great job of like painting with that broad brush and doing things to do and what to see and all that stuff. 
that's just not our bag. That's mm-hmm. not what we're going to do. The last week tonight to everyone else's perhaps late night comedy <laughs> breakdown <laughs> exactly the, of the news of right. the day. Yeah. All the fun stuff's in the details. Yeah. You know, it's like we went to Kindred on KK to write about their drinks. And by the time we got around to it, the guy, Steve, who makes the drinks there, stopped making that drink. So we just decided to write something about the drink we tried to write about. (laughs) (laughs) Because their drinks are amazing no matter what the drink is. So that's that's how we do it. I remember the disappointment on your face when we got there and you were like... It's not on the menu anymore? <laughs> I know. That's the story. <laughs> that is the story. <laughs> we have a story now. Yeah, you, right. chastised our, you chastised our interview, our interviewee. Yeah, I did. Like any good journalist. Like yeah. any good journalist. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> what happened, Steve? Yeah, so creativity is really a broad subject matter. Uh, talk about the different, or talk about the full breadth of what you might be reading on this website from, you know, someone, an artist like Dave, who you would expect but you go all the way to, like, Bruce City Salvage, which is a furniture store. Mm-hmm. You go to, like you said earlier, a bar. Mm-hmm. What's the breadth? Anywhere there's creativity. I mean, we could interview this guy who's mixing the podcast. Yeah. Maybe make it interesting. Who's totally in the room right now. He's, yeah. He's totally not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs. I can't say that word right. It's hard. I keep getting hard to spell made too. fun of because of entrep- entrepreneurs. You're getting there. One I'm more. getting there. I'm entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. That's good. Um, yeah. People who, you know, have great business ideas and are successful at it. They're yeah. super creative. I mean, it's anybody like that. I mean, do you see any kind of upcoming fatigue, you know, with, you know, obviously we're not the biggest city, but do you see fatigue of, you know, someone that's covering um, David multiple times or. Right. Like, you've know, been uh, an honest, hardworking, true, like. Should they be on Common State now that everyone listens to <laughs> Honest Harvard? <laughs> right. Um, you know, we. I think part of the approach lends itself to leaving a lot of content untouched. Sure. Like, things in the city move and change faster than we could probably produce content for it. So I think that there's almost an endless output. I mean, it's to me, I just, I don't see fatigue anytime soon. I personally do not. I mean, but I think it goes back to the granular place we want to go. Sure. I mean, for example, um, we're probably going to publish a story next week on Lost is it Lost Valley Cider Company mm-hmm. on Florida Street. Yep. Um, one of our writers went there. Now, we could write a story about them and it, whatever would be fine, and I'm yeah, going to go there on Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do this, like, Hannah Tarot night. Mm-hmm. So instead of Lost Valley being the focus, it's more it's their part of the story for for sure. Right. But there's this tarot reader and she's <laughs> at Lost Valley's. You know, it's like a different approach that's like takes it from the others, maybe goes in through the back door a little bit. Like instead sure. of saying we're going to interview the guys at Lost Valley Cider, we're just we're going to talk about tarot card night. Sure. And yeah. mix in what the tarot card person is saying with the alcohol and the how, weird and shit. That's, with their peach cider. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, if we keep getting granular like that, because there's a lot of stuff like sure. that. I just saw yesterday Cafe Lulu's doing some kind of plant thing. You seen that? No, I didn't. But go on, I don't know. I got it. It'll be on the up. site next week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, news. there's so many things. <laughs> I mean, there's, tomorrow. there's just so many unknown stuff that's going on little events sure even weirdly Mondalucha as popular as is if you mention to somebody if you're getting your hair cut and you say to your hairdresser I went to Mondalucha they'd be like what's that <laughs> you know what I mean because so. you're getting you're getting your hair cut in Brookfield or something right. you there know is an advertising bubble though like, there is we know every single creative thing that's going yeah. on because we hear about it all right. in sure. our feeds right so. but it's not it's like people don't know 
So you talk about the early stages of, of this site. It's growing. You don't want to put the cart before the horse. Does a site like this have to grow into a multi-channel thing? Like you talk about Milwaukee Record. All they were doing was recreating The Onion, but not all they were doing, but that's mm-hmm. what they did. And they did articles. And then now they have a podcast. And now they have events. events. Like they're doing this. Does it have to grow in a certain way? Um, no, not necessarily. We're looking to stay in Milwaukee right now, just to get the feel for how to operate. Um, The idea would be to have a more national focus eventually. Okay. If someone in Kansas City says, I want to start a Kansas City common state, Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully that will be a thing or whatever. On the About Us section of their page, you can send any tips or ideas to ideas at Mm commonstate.com. Have you gotten any ideas so far? I've gotten one. One. I think we got one idea. Dish yeah. the idea. What's the idea? It was about a man who runs like a charity orchestra in Chicago. He's a famous musician, though. Like oh, He's really? been doing it for 40 years. I, t- I briefly looked into the guy. It's John Mayer. John <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too snobbish to not want to talk to John I'm just Mayer. only talking about his time in the dead. He's got a good voice. <laughs> no, I'm not interested in <laughs> You said granular. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You were in the good Yeah, we'll get a little yeah, lighter yeah. and rapid fire of all the, uh, the musicians that Nick Pipitone would and would, would not, not interview. interview. That's yes. a whole different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the process of coming up with an article. Um, you know, what goes into that? How long does it take? I mean, it's that's the fun part, mm-hmm. you know, calling somebody up and saying, meet me for a beer, you know, and it depends on the situation. Sometimes I'll record it. Sometimes I won't. True okay. talk. And it's like a conversation. It's like, let's just talk about what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I interviewed the Mondalucci guys, we met at Stone Creek. I slapped my, put my phone on record and we talked for an hour and a half and I transcribed it and turned it into an article. Sure. So it's super fun. I mean, it's just, it's. It, you just learn so much and I don't really have I don't have like questions I have questions in my mind sure. I things I want to talk about but I don't really write it down you know I just like let it go you know I just interviewed Barry Polterman do you know who Barry Polterman is? Mm-hmm. Well Mike does I, yeah Mike did you tell me <laughs> <laughs> Barry's like one of my oldest 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 friends I mean I've known Barry since the 90s and he obviously edited the Jim and Andy film that's on Netflix right oh, now oh I love that yeah, yeah. great movie for sure. in my top 10 this year for sure off you subject, know. did you hear the theory about how Jim Carrey's new, like, ethereal, you know, existential self is preparation for a role? <laughs> that he's I act- don't discount it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's actually <laughs> a new movie <laughs> coming out. Joaquin Phoenix is like everyone. Right, right, yeah, right, so. yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. The Would guy, he's capable of just about anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I he can know. paint things. Yeah. Well, so can George W. Yeah. Bush, but like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell was that? What was that political commentary that I just threw in about George? George. We would be happy to have George W. We Bush right totally now. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd interview him about his art. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck me. All right. Yeah, George yeah, W. No, Bush. If you're, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> if George, your idea to info on commentary. I just want to give him a shot. Give him a shot. I'd love to talk to George Bush about baseball. Yeah. Baseball guy. Baseball. You know, he should have been commissioner of baseball. I thought for a while. Oh, Why isn't George W. Bush commissioner? He could still be. So right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then, who's kind of doing like the art direction and and how the visuals and some of that kind of come together? Is that kind of a combo? I mean, that's collaborative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, going back and forth about what we want it to look like, and we want the experience to be sim- as simple as possible. What's it like when you bring in a new writer and kind of that process of you know the the tone and the voice and how to pair that together to kind of mm. get the most out of the article and. Interestingly content. enough, I mean, we're not we're not setting guidelines at all. No, like 
And in the bigger what picture is, don't feel like you have to check a bunch of boxes. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly, I mean, and that's the thing about advertising you're always doing. It's like, oh, I've got these boxes I have to check. I right. have to talk about this. And I have to talk about this. And I have to talk about, I have to cover this. And it's like, it's freeing not to do that. It's like, go have an experience, write about it, and just be yourself and tell that story and do it the way you could. Yeah, but how many words does it have to be? Right. <laughs> 10,000. <laughs> no. I don't know. Our, our articles aren't really that long. Well, that's an interesting thought, though, because obviously... In our world, our industry, you know, there's a creative brief and then all these boxes or yeah. things that are dictated. Yeah. Um, is it different or is it freeing? Like, what what's that like just kind of going in as like, I want to write about Mondalucha. But then you can write about anything about Mondalucha. I know. Like, like figuring out, going down this pathway. Should I, should I talk about Mustafa or should I talk about, the, you know, like that I know. stuff? Like, what, what's that process like to get to this is, this is, this feels right and this is the right path? It's hard. It's like you don't – I think the key, the key is to focus on the person and not the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like whatever Andy and Jay would say to me, I would take as Bible. You know, and I might extrapolate on that a little bit, but those guys kind of filled in all the blanks for me. Sure. So you're right. I, but you're right. I, we could take that – I mean, I don't know how many different ways. I mean, it's you could take a million angles. on. You could write 20 articles on Mondalucha alone right. based on where you took it – you know, the angle you took it from. But uh, – yeah, it's Long. like we're we're working on an article right now about this photographer Kelly Bolter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Kelly, mm-hmm. or if you know who she is. She's unbelievable. I I I'm so crazy about her photography. I can't even tell you. I think she's incredible. And um, uh, there's a million ways to take that. She's a librarian at the Waka Shop. I'm a librarian. <laughs> I mean, it's like what is that? And we do talk about that, but it, but it's like we don't dwell on it. But it's a key part of the story. Her story. It's so unexpected. It's so weird. Right. Um, but, the, you know, she studied – I mean, there's stuff that I didn't write about, which is her studying criminology at Marquette, which, you know, and getting a job at a li- the library of Marquette and realizing, oh, I really want to do this. And it really – I mean, it doesn't inform her photography a ton. It's like just finding those little pieces that matter and don't matter and m- might matter a little bit and trying to weave the sto- – find that sort of common thread that you can weave the story through. Sure. So moving forward, uh, we're talking about growth. We're talking about where this – thing goes. I've always been curious about the ratios of ventures like this. What portion of it is quality content, making an elegant site like you already have, and what portion of it is just consistently putting it out so people can expect a Common State article on this day or something like that? Well, we haven't hit the point where we need to put an article out yet. Um, We've queued up so many articles, we've got a couple weeks covered at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal going forward to at least plan, I think, between all our writers, two, three articles a week right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. But that's just our realistic guideline. I mean, I think originally we were only planning like one or two articles per week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still, I mean, it was just like a week or two ago. And we're just like, maybe we should have a calendar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, all of a sudden we've got six writers <laughs> yeah. and we're like, how do we organize this yeah. content? Yeah, what are we doing? And it's like, and you know, you know how creative people are. I mean, and I'm totally guilty of this. It's like, unless you give someone a date, they ain't going to do it. Right. <laughs> it's never going to happen. You know, it's like, unless you tell me what the deadline is, I'm just going to sit out here and float for a while until right. you come back and remind me this shit needs to get done. Right. So it's like, I mean, we put this uh, quick calendar together just to say you know okay on january 30th this is going live and on february 2nd this is going to go live and keeping our sort of you know and trying to keep that going yeah i mean our my first 
I, the first question I received from our first writer was, do we have an editorial account? <laughs> yeah, right. And at the time, I was like, no, we don't need that. No. Three days later, we had an editorial account. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, guys, yeah. the site is live. We've yeah. accomplished what we set out to do. <laughs> it's oh, done. Right. Wait, wait, now we have to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's like, and what's cool is that when you bring other writers in, they see the world so differently and they come in from a different point of view. It's like, I would have never experienced that. So write about it. Right. You know? So then, you know, to Ryan's point in evolving and expanding, like how are you approaching social media and other kind of promotions for the site? You know, you know whether that's email, whether that's, you know, even things from a public relations just to let people know that this is, this is out. Yeah, I mean, right it's now. A, or is it a calendar? It's this, pod- <laughs> it's this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this podcast is our only. Uh, social media is kind of, it's in like a holding pattern right now. We're not I mean, necessarily, yeah, like neither of us are really social media guys. We don't really know anything. Too much about strategy there. Yeah, we don't. Um, we don't. And here's we're our sales pitch it. for Mike Wiz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're super bad at. It. I mean, it's like I, I'm, I'm super bad. I'm not super bad at it, but I'm bad at it. You know, like I'm not terrible at it, but I'm awful at it. I don't even know what that means. I pretty much only know how to post things. I know how to post. Media. I do. I know how to post stuff. Which I think is like, a start. Yeah, I think that's I like twenty five percent of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, luckily, social media doesn't really enter into advertising in our everyday lives. Oh yeah, so. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's everywhere. It's like, yeah, we need a calendar. I mean, we need to. F- that's probably the. Na- I mean, we, we've got this. We've got story ideas. We've got an awesome document of story ideas. We have an editorial calendar that we're going to follow, and we're going to continue to add things to. Right. Social media is the next thing we got to figure out. Like, yeah, sure. engage, some engra- engagement strategy. That we'll, yeah, engagement we'll strategy to keep, you know, not at a nauseatingly awful level of, have right. you seen this? Because yeah. you need to look at it. Right. <laughs> Guys, any you know. ideas for an editorial calendar can be sent to ideas at <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, do your internships offer college credit? <laughs> In 2030. Yeah. <laughs> So what's kind of, you know, outside of uh, a more detailed calendar and a social media presence, um, you know, where do you think the site will kind of evolve, expand? Sure. So one of the things we were talking about almost immediately implementing after launch, or at least like one of the first focuses once we got, you know, any hiccups taken care of was to implement a fiction or nonfiction writing section Mm -hmm. to basically take local writers mm-hmm. and feature them on the site, whether we're doing it in sort of a, a chapter-to-chapter basis or allowing them a place to post uh, outlines of their novel. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I love this the whole fiction-nonfiction angle. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't really exist. I don't think people... I mean, there's probably a lot of writers out there that may or may not will be listening to this. I mean, that kind of hey, stems from... You know, like, there's other sites out there. Sure. Of course. Yes. Um, like, uh, one of the inspirations was behind... There's a site called Inkit. That basically publishes, you know, authors, anybody who wants right. to contribute to the website. Right. But they don't have a location-based focus. Like, we want to be able to say, hey, here's our Milwaukee novelists or sure. uh, poets here's or some whatever. poets from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was to connect readers to specific communities mm-hmm. as opposed to just say, hey, I like science fiction. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I don't know anything about so where this art, art there, you know, gotcha. author's from. There could be a regional aggregate is what you're saying, kind of like Atlas Obscura or something like that where yep. they – Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean the, yep. we're not we're not tied to Milwaukee. I mean we, yeah, we're yeah. starting here because this is what we know. It's, it's a good place to, to jump off from. Um, mm-hmm. But we want to be able to focus on communities from pretty much anywhere. Yeah. 
Well, Nick, it's, it's also kind of interesting as you kind of talk about evolution, you know, your approach to some of your interviewing of just recording and kind of going. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you see this evolving then into kind of a podcast and then articles with audio and possibly video, that kind of stuff too? Possibly. I mean, obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a lot to tackle. It's a ton. In, but yeah, no, I think all that's on the table for sure. I mean, I assume, I mean, I would say a podcast would be happening in the next six months. I mean, it's at or, a point where basically you bring content to me and I have to adapt the site to it. I know. <laughs> like, can you make this? I'm like, Joe, can you do this? <laughs> Joe, can you make a photo gallery and a, sure. you know, like, can you, can we put audio? You know, I don't know, like there's. I mean, to, to the point of earlier point about keeping stuff fresh, it's like, sure. I think what we probably need to do in the short term is start thinking shorter form. Yeah. You know, I put, I put a lot of pressure on myself to write, you know, write articles about people. I want to do them justice. Right. But at the same time, some Milwaukee band might put out an amazing song and I might just want to put that out there. Yeah, sure. If, right. You and know, the, and the balance of a blog. Yeah, I mean, we've got exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. We have no, I mean, I've got no restrictions around no. you writing like two sentences about something and posting a link to a song. <laughs> right. Right. One of, right. I, I've shared this with you before, but one of my favorite articles ever written was a Pitchfork review for a Jet album. It was literally just a YouTube video of a monkey pissing into its own mouth. <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, moving forward with the theme of no Didn't restrictions. Like <laughs> <laughs> moving forward with the theme of no restrictions, let's get into rapid fire questions with that in mind. Favorite uh, Milwaukee cocktail? Milwaukee cocktail. Well, it was at Kindred that the <laughs> yeah. one I was having. There was two. There was the Farah and there was the Helen. Okay. And they were both unbelievable. What are the ingredients? I don't remember. The Helen <laughs> was milky. The Helen was milky. Okay. But the Farah was more just like the typical down the middle, like bourbon and ginger beer and a couple other things. That's nice. the way I remember it. I mean, I'm a little bit more boring. When I actually drink, it's pretty much just Tom Collins. Anything with gin. The taller, the better. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. So who do you and do you not want to interview musician-wise? Who do I want? I definitely want to interview, and I'm going to interview if it's the last thing I do. This is, like, not even hard to get, but I really want to talk to the band Midnight Reruns because uh. I think they're the greatest fucking thing. <laughs> I want to turn them up so loud. I want to go to their rehearsal and talk loudly to them while they play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are just blew me away. I just love those guys here's so much. Yeah, here's our first audio interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You won't, I'm just going to scream while you play. And who yeah. refuse? to interview I don't refuse I wouldn't refuse to interview anybody just because I'd want to learn I think the my least favorite musician of all time is Justin Vernon and everybody knows that mm. I've made that very clear to num numerous people but if Justin Vernon wanted I would never be able to interview him because he's probably fairly un unless I walk well, now that you the just wilderness. shit on him on our show oh like, well, he's also coming here he's coming here oh yeah. fantastic so, alright so the I can reunion meet Justin show, Vernon Nick and say Justin yeah. can you tell me give me 10, 10 reasons why I should like your music and then I <laughs> would be and then I would I would write about that and it would be fantastic yeah, or maybe you'll just write about what Kanye West is like because he would know I mean I would love to write about Kanye West there we go see I would much rather write about <laughs> Kanye West I'm way more interested in Kanye West and my kids would be so impressed I would like to have an article about Kanye West and his design aesthetic for his sneakers now. <laughs> yeah, <right>. the Yeezys <laughs> the Yeezys yeah I don't know I don't know the refuse I don't think I would refuse if someone wanted to be in we're not like that I don't think I think everybody we could find something interesting about anything. I, I do. Although I do think that when you're writing about something, it's really important to have a passion, kind of a passion for that thing. Sure. Because it comes out. Right. I mean, if you're writing about something you're kind of okay about or you're not really into, 
You know, like there, like there are probably a few local filmmakers that would want to be interviewed about their film, and I would be like, God, I just can you get somebody else to do it because I saw your film and I'm just not nuts about it. You know, like, and that's normal. That's not a, you know, I, I don't, th- I don't know. That's a whole different podcast about right. taking <laughs> criticism and people who get bent out of shape about someone not liking your thing, and it's like, get used to it, man. I mean, that every you're not going to be all things to all people. As a career writer and advertising, it, it's surprising to me to hear you say that you have to be passionate about what you write. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, everything we write about yeah. is not a passion. There's when a few we're, things. Necessarily, when we're get, not getting paid for it. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Money is different. That's a very good yeah. point, though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, the thing is, I think in average, I don't know, this is an advertising tangent, but I think in advertising, what it's more about is the people, the people behind it. So it's like, maybe you're not passionate about this healthcare client that you're working on, <laughs> but... The person on the other, the person who you talk to on the healthcare side is a good person who yeah. means well, sure. who matters. And you're like, I want to do well for them. I may not be passionate about whatever you want, the emergency care, whatever we're talking right, right. about, but these are human beings who have lives and passions just like we all do. And so I guess I would channel it that way. It's like, I want to do good for you. Right. I might not be passionate about this, but I want to do good for you. And that's kind of how I would justify it, I guess. I like it. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, how about this? Let, let's 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 flip rapid fire on its head. Do you guys have rapid fire questions for each other? Uh, Something you've always wanted to ask uh, each oh other, my God. but never had the platform to do so. You know, have we, you watched the train wreck uh, that is the snowman yet? I have not. I'm oh not going to watch the snowman. I'm <laughs> not going to watch that. It's brutal. <laughs> I heard this is the worst film of all time. I'm not going mean, to. Although that's what makes me kind of want to watch it. It's flagged by production issues, but you should watch right. it. So What's the so premise? We can argue about it. The snowman. Remember, that was the movie where they made it, and it was the trailer was very intense and it was scary. To be like, and they didn't film some of the script, and so there's super yeah. big holes in it. Yeah. Basically, the production company gave them like months to they were like here go it was three weeks after they received the script mm-hmm. and it was originally attached to Martin Scorsese but he ended up not being the director of it right. uh, it was the guy who did the uh, I can't remember his name but he did the Let the Right One In yeah the director's like super he's, but he he's got handed a really good. stick uh, yeah, so I'm thinking of like really I'm ima- I don't know anything about this I'm, I'm imagining like Jack Frost where there's a literal snow is, is it like a yes. literal is, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about a serial killer in Oslo and basically he makes little snowmen like outside his victims homes it's really weird it's like not terrifying whatsoever the snowmen are like adorable so, so if you see them you know you're about to die and switch. like there's literally a scene where one of his victims takes a selfie with a snowman cause she's like I love this Oh, and it it's really? supposed to be sinister the trailer makes it look sinister oh it's not and then all. they didn't film like <laughs> slashing the throat but like the snowman is like it wasn't like she's seen the little girl the red, yeah, right? Yeah. You, see, you see the tape you see the snowman you die there's always right. this ominous music playing whenever you see a snowman on screen and they have like a quirky <laughs> grin and you're like that's just a cute snowman <laughs> I'm gonna watch I may watch I've changed my tune I'm watching I mean, you you're, you're watch making it now. sound great right <laughs> it's on pay per view I take it it's on pay per view right, right now yeah, it's on Amazon I paid, money, thing, I paid money to watch it. Yeah. The last thing I watched on Netflix, and I watched it for this is the second time I watched it because I needed to watch it again, was uh, the trip to Spain. Have you seen the trip to Spain? Uh huh. Nobody. In the do you know about the that. trip? And do you know Steve Coogan and Rob Wright? Mm-hmm. You know those series of films. You know the trip and the trip to Italy and the trip yeah. to Spain. You know about those films. Yeah. Um, my friend Peter called it the most experimental film of the year. I watched it once, and I got. I was like, yeah, that's a really. I get where he's coming from. 
You're talking about the Peter, though? The Peter. Okay, Peter the, Batchelder. Yeah, sure. The greatest. The greatest. <laughs> the goal. The greatest of all time. Um, he, he was like, this is the most experience. He watched it twice in two days. He went to the Oriental to watch it, and then he went the next day to watch it again at yeah. the Oriental. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this film. So I watched it one time. And, you know, I don't know if you know the premise, but it's like these two guys and they're playing themselves and they're both in show business and they get asked to go travel through Spain to eat and write about their experiences. So it's kind of like it's not really a documentary, but it kind of is a little bit. But so it doesn't have like a trajectory. It's just like they're going and they have dinner and then they talk and they do a lot of uh, impersonations. Mm-hmm. So while they're having dinner, they'll be like impersonating Roger Moore and Sean Connery and <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and all these famous British people, yeah. which is just ridiculous. And they do a really good job at it. And they keep fighting about the mannerisms of those people and how they should be. But there's also this underlying theme to it. And if you decide to watch it, I would say pay very close attention to what they're talking about during the rest of the dinner because it's not random mm-hmm. it comes off as random right. but it's not and as the movie starts to end and I'm it's a it would be a big spoiler alert if I were to give it go away but it's it is a very experimental non non-linear yeah there's no movie like it I had to watch it twice to get, get into it, it. my yeah. favorite thing about Peter is uh, you know being a plebe to film like P- Peter yeah. has almost every time the exact opposite reaction that I have to films. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I'll talk about, like, oh, man, wasn't that great? He's like, this was trash. It was and trash. Let, yeah. let me tell you <laughs> yeah, why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've definitely had those. That, Joe and I, I mean, we completely disagreed about the the Star Wars trash, you know? You're the, saying it was trash. Yeah, I said it was it. trash. He course, said it was brilliant on every level. It was, was entertaining. His last one? Yeah, yeah. So we had a thing, Got and then we had a thing about, we had a fight about Edgar Wright, who I am not crazy about either, And but I get why he's good. Um, we had a so we've had numerous. Can we come back? Because I've always wanted to talk about Star Wars on this podcast. <laughs> and I mean, I think it goes without saying that the movie could have been a half hour shorter, right? I sure. I, I liked it. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked that we incorporated the J.J. Abrams. This is how light speed works, and that one scene where the entire theater is completely silent. Right. Did you didn't even catch that. I didn't yeah. even remember that. He was so upset. When that was the best. Like, he didn't even notice it. That, that was, was the best. <laughs> when I found out later that that was part of it, I was like, when did that happen? And I don't remember. You know when everyone right. was silent and you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were screaming, this is trash. I, just, I don't know. I was... I don't know. I we just looked didn't. at different things, though. I'm you know what? At technical things. You're looking at characters. Although I don't, I guess I probably wouldn't notice that kind of thing because I've seen so many movies. It doesn't seem different to me. Mm, like that right. kind of thing happens in movies. Like the sound goes out for effect, right? And it doesn't seem all that different to me because it just is happened. So here's right. the next rapid fire question: What's it like to be jaded? <laughs> 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 Guys, the website is commonstate.com. If For you now. have any questions <laughs> or ideas, you can email ideas at commonstate.com. And by the way, if there are any errors or requests for corrections, that can be directed to corrections at commonstate.com. <laughs> Nick Pipitone, Joe Salvatore, thanks for joining us in the studio today. Well, thanks, thanks for having us. Next time. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Google controls like 70% of the online ad market. So if you don't do Google advertising, you're restricting the shit out of yourself. And it can be arbitrary. Right. Like they don't give you a reason as to why you're declined. I just have to keep trying all the time. No shit. So like yeah. every time we publish a new article, I request them to review the site again. But I also know like 
mom's blog number two got approved. <laughs> 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 so true. 